Hey man, what's going on? Ah, uh, not much, man. What you call about? Uh, so I was thinking, you know, with like our new logo and stuff, that uh, maybe we should spice up the intro that we've been using. Oh, really? I kind of like the intro, you know? I mean, I, I like it too. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but um, you might yeah, not know me, this about uh, but, Show me what uh, you got. So I totally have an entire, like, one year of uh, music under my belt. Hmm. I think it was, like, eighth grade. So I just threw together, you know, some, some like, tracks and some stuff and thought I'd, like, you know, pass them by and see what you thought. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let me get my guitar real quick. I'll hit you with the first one. Okay. Yeah, man. I love it. Love a good acoustic. Hello, Euclid's our friend. We've come to talk about you again. Because previews have started leaking. Have to check the feeds while I was sleeping. And the figures that were planted in my brain still remain within the sound. Of Dial H Cast. That feel a little dark, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't want to bring our listeners down too much like, before they start bummer. listening. It's a The mood is just not it's, set right. A, yeah, I thought you might say that about that one. I, I, I still like it, but. Uh, Thought you might say that one. I can see why you like so, uh, it, but you'd you'd be wrong. Yeah, I mean I I tend to be. Uh, so all right, I got another one. Okay. And this one kind of goes with like your aesthetic a little bit. So I mean you might pick up like I pulled from some artists. You know, this stuff just comes to me when I'm in like the car listening to the radio. I just like I hear a tune and I'm like you know I could do something like that. And so I, I put this one this next one together with you in mind. Okay. I hear Dial H coming, they're recording round the fence, and I ain't seen no previews since I don't know when, you're stuck in Cliff's prison, and time keeps dragging on, but we keep on casting about the pigs we just a baby my mama told me son always be a good boy don't play with metaphor fun but i played vulture and casual just to watch him fly when i hear those dice are rolling i hang my head know i love it and you know i love you but it's not you can't do it you can't do it justice i don't want i don't want to offend you simian but dude do what justice <laughs> that was entirely uh unique that was uh that was original content by me oh right right i i, I you know I, I, it I mean, sounded similar but you know like people say all country music sounds the same so clearly well was, okay so you. the title of the first one i played i call it clicks of silence Okay. I don't. I mean, I don't know why that uh, title came to me. That Sounds one I called uh, "Clicks Prison Blues," just because, like, sometimes you know, you 
you feel like you're in like a rut when you're playing clicks. Sure. You're like you're in a clicks prison. Uh, that's why I named it that one. Um, no other but reason. I, no. Okay. But, I mean, gotcha. So I mean, I did have a year of choir. I mean, we'd probably like hire this out to someone who can sing better than me. I've got a little bit of monotone going on, but my choir teacher did say that I had a very unique voice, and uh, you know, I. I, she could hear me from the back of the room. Those are things she said. So, I mean, that's good, right? Um, sure. I didn't trust her, though, because she said she said I was jarring. And I was like, how do you know How do you know what I do with my pickles? How do you know I'm jarring? I was like, I mean, made me really mad. All right. Um, I got one that's a little bit more upbeat. We'll see if uh, see how you feel about this one. Twenty years ago today, these kids made a game to play. It's been going in and out of style, but it's guaranteed to raise a smile. So may I introduce to you the podcast that's been here for years, Dialect from Hero Clicks was uh, probably classified as uh, music by someone someone are you oh come on man well, I, I I don't want I don't want to be too that harsh me but, forever to do you know how many chords I had to learn for that probably so probably many. a lot man I'm, I'm you sorry know, you know it you did a lot of a lot of hard work I really did uh, I mean several minutes worth of work at least at least uh, maybe 20. you know I think what might be might be throwing you off is you're not setting it up right, so so set me up like we're like we're actually going to be recording. Oh, okay. And okay. then I'll play this next one. All right, yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, so just a little something like, uh, hello and welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 276. I'm your sexy ranch hand co-host Calderness. Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. <laughs> Come to talk about you again Because previews have started leaking Have to check the feeds while I was sleeping And the figures that were planted in my brain Still remain Within the sound of Dial Hcast To play the uh, Hero Clicks of Silence again? Uh, was that? No. Did that play again? <laughs> yeah, it did. Anyway, anyways, oh. hello, ladies. Let's keep. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Fix it in post. thank you so much for what post? Uh, for joining us. 
this week i am of course joined by simeon bruce who you've heard the past couple of minutes um i think you've got real talent there buddy really wait we've been recording this whole time we've been yeah oh oh what no wait no way oh my goodness i guess we'll oh shoot wow. i guess that's part of the show I think now we have oh, editing I, software somewhere I, um, I, don't, I don't know how to use that though. one of us just, will have to figure that out yeah geez that that'll that'll make this episode at least a week or two late God, trying to edit who even knows what edit means any oh, geez anyway you know let's just keep let's just keep going i don't want to i'll sip too many margaritas trying to get through this uh let's uh let's start off with what made us happy this week simeon you got something yeah, you know what made me happy this week was uh, I finally caught up on sleep from Worlds. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but between me and Calder um, recording Monday night, we were going on about like four or five hours of sleep between, you know. So we were both uh, a little sleep deprived for the latest episode. But that was uh, that was what really made me happy this week was catching up on sleep finally. And then... Uh, there's a little uh, news that we got. The Fantastic Four. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's that's a little that's a little fast there, Simeon. Let's let's slow down there a little bit before we jump into that. <laughs> I'm excited oh, too. Sorry. I'm excited too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what made me happy this week is like always. We are sponsored by CoolStuffInc.com. Dollar Tree Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. We can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all your latest Tree Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc. Dot com. See that uh, smooth transition since I forgot to do it earlier. Uh, what also made me happy this week, though, was uh, I got a PS1 Classic. And I never played a PS1 before because I was not old enough to. I only ever had – I started PS2 onwards. So I'm going through Metal Gear Solid, and it is a incredibly fun game. It's incredibly difficult, and uh, and it's like 60% cutscene, the game, but it's awesome. I'm really enjoying uh, my first playthrough of Metal Gear Solid. I really enjoy playing through older games, honestly, more than I enjoy playing through newer ones because I know that they're going to be relatively shorter, and the time I have to actually sink into them is going to be way less, and I can just go through them faster. So I really enjoy that. Really been really been killing it on the old Metal Gear Solid. I'm starting to understand more memes on the internet now, it's, that's for sure. Knowledge is power and all that Snake. jazz. Gosh, and trust me, I hear them yell that a lot, like so many times, because I, not so, like, yeah, (laughs) I die a lot, that game, I think everybody dies a lot, though, in that game, I I hope anyways, because my least favorite levels in any game ever are, like, the sneaking around ones, where the guards have the point of view, and that's, like, all of this game is sneaking around, which I probably should have known before I started it, but either way, it's great fun. Uh, I would also like to thank Chris Capron. We mentioned the new logo uh, earlier. He actually made that two years ago when we made the first uh, black logo, which was the switch with the um, indomitable shield, the dial, and the H, and everything like that. That was designed by me telling somebody else what to do, and obviously it didn't look the the greatest. So um, so Chris actually went ahead and gave us that one, and I, I finally decided that now we're moving on different stage of the podcast would be a great time to update the logo i know it's been a few weeks and i keep reading to do it but thank you so much chris capron or enrageous as some people may know him uh but you know without further ado i know uh simian just wants to just go 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 right into it so let's get right into the news
in the news this week, we're going to start with uh, least to most interesting, if that's okay, to make people wait even longer. So, um, just because you know who I am, uh, we're going to start off with Star Trek, the next generation unboxing. Simeon, you want to tell me a little something about it? Oh, yeah. You said most interesting to least. Cool. I, yeah, sure. Um, so, comicbook.com got a, uh, a gravity feed, and they unboxed it. And they got, you know, we already went over these figures in an earlier episode um, because we did get some spoilers of the sculpts. But now we actually get for sure the names of the figures. So we've got Commander William T. Riker again, shooting his laser again. Uh, not sure what he'll do, but he's number 001 in this gravity feed. We've got a Starfleet Admiral. So, I mean, you're looking at some... You know, not really a tacky person, but like some leadership or perplex kind of thing. We got another Lieutenant Geordi LaForge, number 008 in the set. Um, we got a Romulan officer. We got a Cardassian soldier, a Ferengi trader, which that'll be interesting if they've got some sort of, if they're not just like, you know, another word for soldier or officer, if they actually have some sort of like bartering kind of thing on their dial, that'd be neat. Uh, we've got a Romulan guard, a Klingon warrior. That's the guy holding the Batliff. Um, then we've got another Commander Data. This one's holding, uh, I don't know, uh, newspaper, maybe a tricorder. Is that what that we is? We got another, yeah, looks like a newspaper. It's probably a tricorder or something. Uh, we've got Dr. Beverly Crusher again. So we'll see what this one does. Um, from the dial, I can see she's got an 11 attack, which could just be for support, but... Maybe she's some sort of attack doctor. Mm. Uh, we got a Miles O'Brien, which is one I'm extremely excited for. Um, he is the transporter chief, so hopefully he will have some transporting that he can do. We got Cardassian Glenn. Do not recall him from the show. Uh, we got a Romulan Aladar Jarak. Look at those shoulder we got, pads. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, the Cardassians are known That's for their forward-thinking fashion. Uh, we got number 14A, Kern, which I'm guessing the Prime might be Worf. I, it's hard to say, but he he's the non-Prime of the set. Then we got uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard, USS Enterprise. He's a title character. We got Gull Lamech. We got Dr. Catherine Pulaski, and she replaced uh, Crusher for a few episodes. Oh, okay. Uh, she was really mean to Data. That's all I remember. As a child, I was like, why are you so mean to Data? I like Data. Stop being mean, lady. Uh, we got Lieutenant Worf, hopefully shifting focus to go with the other two that we got. Um, and then we got the character that I'm going to go over, the one that I'm excited for, Gol Madred, Chief Interrogator. This is the Cardassian title character. He works like similar title characters, where his uh, minus X is the transporter. So it's minus X, and you can bring in a Cardassian. So if there's like a 55-point Cardassian, and you have 60 point, or you have six plot points, you can bring him in. Six plot points will get you a 50 to 55-point Cardassian, or 50 to 59. That's what I mean. Um, he's got a plus one title ability that is... No, there are five lights. 
Free, until your next turn when an opposing character's finalized attack roll includes a four, after resolutions, deal that character one penetrating damage. Um, it's a unique trait. We kind of saw it on the Thanos from AI, where I think if you rolled a two, you took damage. Uh, other than that, he has no special powers. He just has those, yeah, the title character trait, which gives him the, the plus one that I just said, and then the transporter and his KO effect is, for the rest of the game, when an opposing character's finalized attack roll includes a 4, modify their damage plus 1. So if they roll an 8 with two 4s, you're taking plus 2 damage. Ooh. Actually, no. It's just plus 1. I lied. But <clears throat> he's got some cool flavor text. Uh, it's pretty much just quote for quote, like him, like the episode that he was in. Um, so it's just like, they don't really make sense with the powers that he was given. Uh, plasticity is, there is no escape from this place. That one makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's got poison. It may take time, but you will eventually break. So, I mean, he's got some cool stuff going on. Um, and then he's got the Cardassian Union team ability, which at the beginning of the game, you may choose a team ability. This character modifies plus one attack when attacking only characters with the chosen team ability. So in friendly games versus uh, Starfleet people, you're going to have plus one attack with probably all your Cardassians. So that's kind of neat. Um, he comes in at 85 points. He starts with two clicks of Invincible, four damage, Perplex. He goes to his Plasticity, Outwit, Poison, which, ooh, I love Plasticity, Outwit, Poison. Like, you're going nowhere, and you're going to be taking damage while you do it. Uh, he ends his dial with some blades and perplex, and he comes in at 95 points. So, interesting character. Uh, it's one I'm going to be sure to pick up, but that's no, all that he's neat. really got. No, yeah. he's neat. He is pretty cool, except for the fact he's, eight, he's uh, 95 points, not 85 points. I don't think I have anything else to say about him. It's pretty cool. Get gained on. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and uh, talk about pretty much the only characters I seem to care about in Star Trek. So the Mirror Universe versions. This is uh, Evil Picard. He's rocking a sick goatee like he's copying someone else who is an evil version of another person. I have ah, no idea so what think, I'll think of it possibly later. me. Yeah. yeah, he, yeah. He, of course, has the opportunistic maneuver trait, which is free once per turn. For all characters with this trait, choose a friendly character that took two or more damage from a single attack since your last turn. You may place Mir Jean-Luc Picard within six squares and line of fire of an opposing character that made that attack. You may then replace Mir Jean-Luc Picard with another character that can use the opportunistic maneuver trait from your sideline on the same click number. Blah, blah, blah. How neat is that? That sure is pretty neat. He has another trait, which is the advancing through the ranks trait. When this character is placed by use of another character's use of the opportunistic maneuver trait, until your next turn, this character has opposing characters in six squares, can't use leadership, mastermind, or perplex. That's pretty cool. I quite like that, getting rid of perplex especially. Then he has the mirror mirror, which gives him shape change, and when he uses shape change, give him a mirror token when he succeeds. If he fails, remove all mirror tokens. When he uses shape change, increase the result by plus one for each mirror token. A roll of one will always fail. He has a really cool dial for 100 points. He starts with Running Shot, Pen Blast, Mastermind, and then for the first four clicks of his dial, he has a special damage power. Second two clicks, he goes into Sidestep Blades with Toughness. And his last two clicks, he gets Hypersonic Speed, Precision Strike, Perplex, and Mastermind again. So pretty cool uh, dial setup right there. His damage power is Leadership when Mir Picard uses it. If there is no D6 on this card, yay, another person who gets to put a D6 on their card and manipulate... 
dice rolls. Um, <laughs> put a, put the result on this card. So it's just whenever he rolls leadership. When a character with within range rolls an attack or rolls for blades or leadership, you may remove the d6 from this card and replace the die on the roll. So you can succeed two leaderships in a roll row. You can you know pop a six on blades, stuff like that. And uh, you know of course you can always change your opponent's attack rolls stuff like that so sure is sure is great but he's 75 points at least he's not super cheap he's quite expensive and for 75 points he's only four clicks deep for 100 points he's only six it's a little it's a little risky to me to be running him at least he has mastermind i would like to see uh how many great teams we can make with mirror universe and ruler obviously there's gonna be four people in the mirror universe so we'll have to we'll have to see but he seems pretty cool and pretty necessary if you're gonna be running a mirror universe team with his leadership for sure Oh yes, uh, very necessary. I do wish they had opened the card to give us all the interior flavor text. Yeah. Um, all we got was the the three traits and then to enslave new life and new civilizations, which is instead of to seek out new life and new civilizations. So no. I would have been interested to see. I mean, it's probably just like they just flipped all of Picard's flavor text to be like evil. <laughs> so, I mean... <laughs> There's that, but uh, super cool. Um, yeah, I now we just got to see what Jordy does, and uh, our new Mirror Universe guys will be complete. Yeah, that's going to be so dope. Next up in news after Star Trek is going to be news, we're talking about Captain America and the Avengers. Booster Brick, Fast Forces, Dyson Token Pack, Release Day, OP Kit. It's a full set, ladies and gentlemen, and I am excited. So, the breakdown the solicit here we go it's going to be 10 booster packs so it's going to be a normal with five standard size figures the booster set contains a figure come in the following rarities 17 common figures plus a prime 17 uncommon figures plus a prime 17 rare figures plus a prime and can you guess it yeah that's right 17 super rare figures plus one prime six chase figures chase figures come with a clicks effects base and then one ugh, ultra chase figure the set will retail for 129 dollars 90 cents per unit with six units in a case so, uh, what does this mean? That means that Ultron is probably a chase, since it has a clicks effects. Um, Could even be the Ultra Chase. Could yeah. even be the Ultra Chase. And if it is the Ultra Chase, it's an Ultra Chase I have to wait a very, very, very long time to get, because I do not care that much about Ultron. Uh, this is important, especially for people like me, who are going to have to complete the entire Captain America set, because they just can't help it. So, I'm really excited. We also get to know more about the Fast Forces. So, it's not a starter set, which I was kind of bummed about. No cool new uh, Captain America-specifically themed maps. But that's okay, because we get really good figures. We get a normal Captain America, so Steve Rogers. We get an Isaiah Bradley, Citizen V. Then we get Hawkeye, Iron Man, and Winter Soldier. In a real tale for about $16.99, so 17 bucks. Then there's going to be a Captain America and the Avengers Dice and Token Pack. It will include two custom dice ooh, with an Avengers slash Captain America icon. I imagine the set symbol is going to be like a half shield, half Avengers A is probably what they'll do, is what I imagine. And then six action tokens that will have bystanders on the back, which means someone's going to be making bystanders. Probably going to be a few Ultron drones, if you ask me. And the release day OP kit. What is it? What's it going to be? It is sadly, and I really don't get it at all, why it's Baron Zemo, but it's Baron Zemo. So that's, that is neat. And of course, it'll come with five copies of a double-sided map and instruction sheet. It is not for resale. And only verified retailers may order a maximum of three OP kits. And of course, you get three Baron Zemos with each kit. Uh, this Baron Zemo is like a sickly green color. We get to see a picture of him. Looks kind of neat. Kind of weird. 
But uh, that's our that's our Baron Zemo, boys. So he's kind of a weird like teal teal green something like that. Anyways, yeah. I don't know I don't know what he's about. Uh, Captain America. They must not have had uh, his full body sock in the purple that he normally. I guess that's what it is, right? He just puts like a sock over well, his entire body. It is a separate mask, and you actually can see oh. that in the sculpt detail, which is actually really cool. I don't know how well we'll be able to, to tell it later, but yeah. Then he has like this whatever compression suit, and then he just has his mask that he puts over it, and it's it's helmet. It's not Baron Zemo. I guess whatever. It's it's helmet, not whatever the first Zemo is. Someone's gonna roast me for not knowing my Captain America villains very well. And uh, last news, uh, not very important, which is why we did most important to least important, uh, like Simeon said. Uh, you want to go ahead and take a – first, is there anything you want to say about Captain America before we move on to the next uh, next piece? No, I'm super excited for the return of FX uh, bases. I'm not super excited that they are only for chases, but I understand it because they do cost kids a bit more money for each one they throw in. That's why we haven't seen them in a little while. Um I'm I'm just glad that we're getting in like a you know the gimmick of this set is going to be you know one that I do enjoy one that I do appreciate and that's Clicks FX. Before we go, if anyone from WizKids is listening at all, please tell me that you are. If you want anyone to get you super hyped for this set, you want to send anybody previews. You know, I've wrote a couple of like papers or whatever in high school before. I can write little little articles talking about figures, and I can a much better speaker than I am writer. But please. Uh, email us at dialhforheroclicks at gmail at, uh, gmail.com with some previews for the Captain America set when it comes time. If you send me a Steve Rogers or anyone that ever once had the cowl of Captain America, I will so badly hype this freaking setup for you so much. I will give you the greatest free advertising. I already love, we both love Clicks Effects. We totally do this. Trust me. Send us some previews. Give it to those two Clicks guys. They're cool. You gave it to the Click Stop guys. They're okay. You know, they're pretty neat. Let's give some love to Dial H, especially you ask anyone in the hero host community if they've ever even met me ever once they'll know i'm the biggest captain america fan ever i will get you guys so hyped for this set so hyped I mean, anyways if, if they recorded the crowd reaction at nationals when they announced the set uh i think it's clear who cares about the set it was because it was all right if you weren't there it was just me no one else like i was fanboying so hard but yeah and then everybody like erupted over some like dc set or whatever it's been Let's let's go ahead. But seriously, contact me. I'll give you my personal phone number. It's 605. No, I won't. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and go into Fantastic Four Cosmic Clash. Tell us about it, Simeon. All right. The pre-release begins July 2020. Um, I'm not sure how they do a pre-release for this because basically it is going to be sold as a starter set. But it also looks uh, – we don't have a ton of information. It also looks like – kind of like how they did the Justice League game. Um, so it does say there's campaign play options. It says merchandises side-by-side side with board games. Great for one to four players learning hero clicks. So we we know that it's coming out sometime in July, maybe you know a little bit after because that's when the pre-release is. But all we have to go on right now are those sweet, sweet sculpts that we got. All right, first so up got... is a really cool Human Torch, right? Oh, yeah. Looks neat. Human Torch with some fire fists, Ooh. and uh, his, his head's on fire. He's flying because that's the thing he does. Um, he always flies up and writes the big four in the sky, and they're like, Johnny, we kind of need you over here fighting. And he's like, hang on, I'm doing the cool thing I do. 
Oh, setting the atmosphere on fire. That would have been that would have been epic. That would have been an amazing. Skull. Like that, like that uh, Superman like Prime. Superman, yeah. Like yeah. With the actual. We know they can do F4. it. We know we can do it. Yeah. Then we've got uh, Mr. Fantastic doing a little stretchy thing that he does. He's got like a grimace on his face. His fists are all puffed up because you know he's got to make them big and spongy for when he bops people with them. Speaking uh, of bopping people, it's clobbering time. We got we got Ben Grimm, the ever loving blue eyed thing. He's in his uh his blue underwear because that's I don't know. He's you know classic Ben Grimm. Yeah, it's cool looking sculpt. Um, at least the rendering is. Um, we've got Invisible Girl, uh, Sue Storm riding on her little her little uh, barriers. Oh, I, I really like Sue Storm. I really do. Uh, if you haven't read Jonathan Hickman's run of the Fantastic Four that leads into Future Foundation and eventually leads into the whole Secret Wars storyline, Sue Storm is really cool. She is a lot tougher than Heroclix would make you believe. She's probably, I think, many people have said, like, on record, like, she's the strongest member of the Fantastic Four. Like... That's I think that's a fairly accurate thing to say, honestly. Yeah. I mean, just I mean, she th- can, with her power she set. She can contain uh, Johnny's, like, Nova Blast, which is, like, his exactly, big thing. Yeah. And if she can contain that, you know, so they, he doesn't ignite the atmosphere of the Earth. But still, yeah. if she can contain that, then uh, that's pretty much the biggest thing they've For got. Sure. All right. Who's next? New Silver sur- Surfer sculpt. He's uh, silver. He's surfing. Uh, he's got a little power cosmic coming out of his hand. That's pretty cool. It says cosmic threats. Hopefully, that means more than just him. Um, hopefully, there's another cosmic threat other than Silver Surfer. But, I mean, we have to go with what we've been shown. Yep. And then, no one rivals Doctor Doom. Uh, Doom is, uh, I don't know what he's doing in this sculpt, but he's got a big old flame effect coming out of his fist. Um, he's been in several comics where he's gotten the Infinity Gauntlet, where he's gotten, you know, like, uh, the Cosmic Cube, different stuff like that. So the possibilities are endless for what this Doom could do, uh, depending on what comic line they take him from. And then on the back of the box, we get a nice image of the new Fantastic Four dice, which are blue with their little logo. Yeah, I mean, it's like the, the circle, the four, um... Don't know if the team ability's coming back. It'd be really cool if it did. But uh, if it was just something traded, that'd be that'd be fine by me as well. Alright, and kind of talk about the set. It's going to be kind of, they say merchandise side-by-side side with regular board games. So if you've been doing like a normal, I guess that's kind of a weird way to put it, but board game shop, they just have walls lined with board games and you normally see about like the side art or whatever. And I think this is WizKids trying to make them, trying to make Hero Clicks more available for like the normal public who doesn't know what all these random booster packs and starter sets and stuff are, but who do know what like normal video, not video game, but board game style stuff is, which is kind of, I guess, what they were doing with Star Trek and everything else, not Star Trek, uh, but The Hobbit and Justice League. Except the Fantastic Four is a lot cooler. Uh, so I think, yeah. I think hopefully it'll work. Um, normal people probably won't understand how big it is to have these guys back. Is it like six years? Was 2013? When was uh, Chaos War released? Was that 2012? 2013? Somewhere like I think it was 2012, yeah. So it's, so it's been like seven years. That was the last years. time they were, they were the chases of that set. 
And I mean, we got uh, we got some random one-offs here and there, but it's like Franklin Richards technically came out and Giant Size X Men, but he sure. was not. Uh, he was not great. Yeah, not. It's not the same. It's not the same as uh, you know. So, uh, kind of going more about the Fantastic Four. Who's your favorite member, Simeon? Oh, Sue Storm, hands down. Oh, really? Okay. Although Johnny, nice. Johnny's like a, a close second just because that Jonathan Hickman run, um, he's got a great line where, uh, spoilers, um, jump 30 seconds ahead if you don't want the Jonathan Hickman Fantastic Four Future Foundation stuff spoiled. Johnny is believed dead by the Fantastic Four, so they bring in uh, who else but Spider-Man because, you know, he's he's available for everyone. They bring him in to fill in like the role, and there's a scene where Johnny comes back from the negative zone with a Nihilus on like a chain and collar, and he just like holds like the collar over to Spider-Man, and he says, "Here, take my Nihilus," and then he like flies off to go help the Fantastic Four. <laughs> that is great. And three, two, one. Thank you for jumping forward in time, guys. Really appreciate that. So you didn't get that spoiled. That, what a great moment you just shared, Simeon. Once you've read Jonathan Hickman's Fantastic Four run, you can skip backwards in time 30 seconds and go ahead and listen to that. My favorite character's got to be The Thing. I don't know why. I just always liked The Thing. thought it was cool. You know? It was one of the first action figures I ever had was The Thing. The thing is pretty neat. Super, uh, super tragic hero. Like, I think The Thing tops is only talked by Spider-Man with like how tragic of a figure he is because, you know, he's the only one that, uh, walks in both worlds. No, wait, that's a different character. Um, (laughs) he's, he's the only one that can't look like a normal human. He can't turn his power. Right. Like, it's just like, I'm just rock monster all the time. And that's why his love with Alicia is so like cool. such a neat aspect of the comics. I always enjoyed that. So yeah, Fantastic Four, Cosmic Clash. They're back, ladies and gentlemen. Hopefully to stay. Good lord, please hopefully to stay. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, and I mean, I'm just happy about the Fantastic Four. So is there anything else you want to talk about that before we uh, move on to some other parts of the podcast? I'll just, yeah, I'll just throw in, with it saying that there's going to be like a standalone campaign or something that resembles a standalone campaign, hopefully that means that there will be bystanders like uh, previous Hero Clicks related uh whiz kids board games have made they've had they've always come with like the big bad guy had a bunch of pogs that he could pop out so that's another big hope that i have is that maybe doom spawns a bunch of stuff oh yeah like doom bots and stuff that'd be cool that'd be really cool all right right on well i'm gonna go ahead and jump into it's been a hot minute since we've had one of these uh one of our personal segments and i'm gonna try to sell you guys something on the good old silver age value corner corner value of of value. Hey Michael, look at this. Hero click. Eight dollars. That's a good deal. That is a good deal. Thank you so much, Mr. Scott. Uh, today, see me. You know how this game is played. Sort of a game, not really a game. I'll go ahead and explain it to you then. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> so here's what we do on the Silver Age Value Corner Value. I have one figure. It can be it can be modern. It can be golden. And this is for everyone at home uh, to try to try to not only guess who it is, but how much they're worth. It's not so much a bad Samaritan trying to figure out who the figure is by all these clues. It's how much you would pay, like real world money, not the point value and all that jazz, 
for this figure. So of course today we have some of my favorite keywords, Defenders, Martial Artist, and they just happen to have Squadron Sinister. Defenders team ability, four range, one bolt, flight, no other special combat symbols. Guess what? Doesn't need them. 70 points, low, low cost of 70 points. His special speed power for his first two clicks is charge, flurry, and stealth, which is beautifully beautifully combo to flight absolutely love it. it's got a 10 attack three damage with outwit so we can outwit you and then swoosh in bah, bah, hit you twice and i i just absolutely love it uh he starts a combat reflexes which of course goes incredibly well with stealth and even if you decide to push him one click he'll lose outwit gain close combat expert and his defense will actually go up by one still retaining combat reflexes which i still quite love the rest of his dial it's only five clicks long has sidestep with some willpower more outwit and of course a little bit of uh Close combat expert. Smackled in there. It's a great attacker. I love Charge Flurry. I love it on a 70-point piece who's able to kind of hold his own. Um, I think I think he's just a, an amazing secondary attacker. I've used him countless times. I It's one of the many figures. I almost always seem to do a martial artist keyworded uh, figure on this, uh, on this show. But I absolutely love it. So knowing all of that, this guy can carry your figures up. He can shoot if he wants to. He's got Charge Flurry. He's got Stealth. He's got great keywords. What would you spend on this figure, Simeon? Ooh, I think this is a good uh, $4 investment. $4 investment. Now, normally you would be right, but for the low, low price at CoolStuffInc.com, you can get, and he is a rare. So, like, for a rare, even an older rare, this is, like, a really good kind of cheaper price. A buck forty-nine. So, for only six George Washington quarters like what any other quarter exists anyways uh you can go ahead and get nighthawk from avengers defenders war i really liked him instilled for defenders war and i still think he really holds up today i just love a good charge flurry piece he's protected and he's just he's ready to pop off whenever i freaking love this nighthawk so much yeah and if you can't afford the uh prime nighthawk or oh, exactly. uh, the non-prime that, that was, uh, you know which brought me up too he's the cheapest good version of nighthawk like there is like on any any platform at all nighthawk is kind of expensive because he's only ever been a super rare or just bad before so like the super nighthawk is like nine dollars the prime well it's out of stock but it's more normally gonna be like 16 15 something like that buck 49 you have a good kyle richmond and he's just a great person to fill out defenders so if you're a nighthawk fan like i am who just like wants to have this niche uh squadron support uh, squadron, squadron Sinister and uh, Defenders character just added to his comic accurate ranks. This is the cheapest way to get him for a Nighthawk who's actually worth playing. So I really enjoy this Nighthawk. He's also really different from the Super Rares. He's more uh, close combat as opposed to the other one was really running shoddy energy energy explosion heavy. Excuse me. So yeah, no, I absolutely love this Nighthawk. Pick him up. Buck 49. There are 12 available. So just buy them all and put them on a team. Just do it. Do it. <laughs> Only Nighthawks. Only Nighthawks, ladies and gentlemen. All Nighthawks. All right, Simeon, you wanted to uh, do a new segment this week. Why don't you yeah, go we're gonna, ahead? We're going to try this out, and we'll see how the community feels about it. I don't know what we're yelling about! Hero click. Noises! Loud noises. So... I'm calling this Simeon's Soapbox. This is a reminder to everyone out there that no opinions made in the following minutes are to be taken as fact. Opinions are like birthdays. Everybody has one. So just keep that in mind. These are my personal thoughts. And with that disclaimer out of the way, we're going to move on to the topic of this week. 
we're going to talk about what went wrong with Rebirth. So before I begin, I'd just like to get it out there. I'd like to say that Rebirth is really, it's one of my favorite DC sets since Trinity War. Um, there wasn't like a ton of DC sets to choose from, but all the pieces that I saw I liked. I bought more of it than I thought I would. Um, and each piece, I mean, it works in one way or the other. So without that little disclaimer, you know, we're, we're going to move on. So as with most sets, Rebirth has a lot of hit-and-miss characters. There's some characters that are worth their points, some characters that aren't even worth half their points. So my number one, Simeon Soapbox, what is wrong with Rebirth? While X-Men Xavier School provided us with headmasters, ID cards, title characters, and an overall boost to the playability of the X-Men theme team, Rebirth decided to cut out anything the last two years of Heroclix has built on, in my opinion. Uh, with the huge sub-theme of Teen Titans, we really should have seen a return to the headmaster mechanic. They should have called it, like, founding member. They should have just rehashed the same mechanic, given them leadership, um, the perplex, but only for Teen Titans. And, I mean, I personally, I don't care for ID cards, but if they had to do it, the student ID card wasn't a bad thing. Um, and while I like the diversity, I think uh, the headmaster mechanic is what really helped people work around the normal weaknesses of named theme teams, and that's what this set was kind of lacking, in my opinion. And instead, we were treated to a throwback of the uh, the Titans Reborn trait works exactly like the Avengers Unity Division trait, which we saw three years ago in the Uncanny X-Men set. That's right. Uh, we got a reused trait from three years ago. Just makes Rebirth kind of seem like it's a set from another time, from uh, years gone, like gone by. So, while I'm not the biggest fan of ID cards, I do think it's strange that we've only got five DC-based ID cards at the moment for modern play. Um, if the X-Men were able to call an other X-Men to the field, it would make sense that the Teen Titans or the Justice League would be able to as well. So, that's all I have to say about that. Title characters is my next big gripe. I like title characters. I think it's an interesting take on classical figures and makes them more interesting than uh, just having like traits and special powers. For DC, we've only got Harley and Joker, Batgirl and Batman. And somehow the mechanic completely slipped through Rebirth and we missed out on having that super cool, super rare Lex Luthor be a title character and that oh. super rare Superman be a title character. Yeah, how cool would that have been? To well, have as Lex soon as you said Lex Luthor being a title character, I, you already sold it to me. That would have been awesome. Especially the Man of Steel version, because he was doing some behind-the-scenes work during all that. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah, that would have been cool. So, Superman could have looked similar to the Mighty Thor Odinson. Um, Lex could have had his title ability similar to what he already has on his dial, as with like some pick-a-power thrown in, because... Uh, would represent his like adaptability and his intellect because as far as DC goes, I think Lex is only like close with uh, Batman as far as intelligence. Um, he probably, I don't know. He probably outweighs Batman as far as intel intellect goes. Number two gripe I have with rebirth is the power levels and point scaling are all over the place. You've got a 50 point Nightwing and a 50 point Starfire that are absolutely excellent for that 50 points. 
Um, then you have a Justice League of China Superman for 150 points. You don't get Endom. You don't get Protected Outwit. That means while Nightwing and Starfire can go every every two turns and then clear, Superman has to clear or take pushing damage. Mm -hmm. And that also means if you were going to field Nightwing and like two Starfires, that Superman would not have a chance. Um, even... The super rare Superman, uh, the normal Superman with his like layfield sculpt and his huge body. He's um, wide. He's a wide Superman. He, yeah, for his 175 points, you really, I mean, he's awesome at 175 points. Don't get me wrong. In casual, he will tear up, but he can still be taken down by a couple of the 50 point figures. Three 50 point figures will take that 175 point Superman down. Which brings me to the biggest and uh, what I think is the most disappointing part of the entire set, which is the chases. Um, the sculpts are beautiful. Uh, I love the sculpts. I love the dark knight, the dark metal, the you know the whole storyline. The powers were thematic, and uh, other than that, there's just absolutely no reason why Red Death should start with an 11 attack and three damage for 200 points. He's got an 18 defense, and you know he gets it boosted because of his traits. You know, if he's in hind or if he's not in hindering, then he gets a plus one. If you're shooting at him, he gets you know a plus one. If they're in hindering, he gets a plus one. If they can use stealth, so he gets like some pluses. But it's easy to get around that. Um, and what's even more sad is that if you played two red deaths at 100 points, you could take down a 200 point version. And the problem only gets worse with the Devastator, Merciless, the Batman who laughs, especially in my opinion, um, which begs the question for me, why give them a higher point dial if there's not going to be a benefit to playing it? If you're going to make something cost 200 plus points, why are you giving it almost the same stats as the 50 point counterparts? Kid Flash can almost keep up with Red Death for, you know, the 200 point red death you could play four kid flashes and probably take him down um for casual or competitive i'd really like to see figures that are worth what you're putting into their point cost and even though the traits and long dials occasionally balance things out i don't think it would hurt having some really stacked top dial combat values to just make these monsters look like monsters and feel like monsters and with that this has been Simeon's Soapbox, where the box is always empty, but my mouth is always full. Well, that was fantastic. I hope everybody at home enjoyed listening to that. Trying new things, because you know what? We might as well. Moving on into the community section. There are dozens of us. Dozens! Simeon, do you have the Community Tuesday's question pulled up? You want to give that a read? I do indeed. That was a lie. I do not. All right, indeed. then I've got it. With the X-Men animated series pre-release in the books, what characters do you think they missed the mark on or missed entirely? I'll go ahead and start us off with... Hippity hoppity. I need to double check most people's heroic ranking because i always seem to forget it we're just gonna go with it oh, i'm sorry chris kurtz cable he's like loki but more expensive and worse but that's from a game mechanic side of things kind of agree with the whole 
killing everybody. Go for it, uh, Simeon, on your side. We got J.R. Smith here saying, I think they missed the mark on Rogue. She didn't feel like Rogue. Steel energy isn't enough. She needs to take powers. And how did WizKids think it was okay to print Spiral and Mojo with no long shot? Oh, wait, it is WizKids we're talking about. Also, Omega Red. Carbonadium whips. Uh, I think that's what he said. Um, Something like that. No, yeah. I, I agree with Rogue. The steel energy should have just been traded. There's no reason that she needs to be not have moved or placed. Um, other than that, like I'm okay with her not stealing powers, but maybe when she uses steel energy, she gets a plus one to her stats. Something like that would have been cool. We just have a lot better rogues on the market right now. Oh, that's for sure. I think, um, you know, she has to move up. Then she has to take a turn. She's got to take her little glove off, and then she can do it. That's They're really showing oh. how, how slow Rogue is. Vigilante Loyal Miller said, I mean, this is the second set to not have him. Where is my Nightcrawler? I cannot agree enough, Loyal Miller. You have no idea. I think you'll see, you'll see a common theme on Facebook here. Jeff Good, Colossus says, need him. <laughs> he Sorry. says, Nightcrawler, they missed him completely. Yes. We miss him completely. I miss him so much. I miss him so much. Uh, we had Cairo say, not having enough Alpha Flight members. I kind of need more in Modern. I just need it, you know? I don't remember. I think there's maybe one or two Alpha Flight episodes from the X-Men animated series. Is that right? Were they, were they yeah, super Yeah, there's a couple where, uh, where like Wolverine would go back to the Weapon X facility or oh, yeah. up to Canada, and they'd be like, hey, hey, what are you doing on this side of the uh, border, eh? And Wolverine would just be like, Buck, is that you? He'd be like, yeah, I'm better than you. I don't, I think that's all that happened. That's probably, it sounds about like their relationship in a nutshell. Got Rick Ryan saying Nightcrawler was a glaring omission and the blob should have been a colossal. I could see that. Real, I could have taken real blob. Yeah, blob as a colossal instead of Madrix. I do like the Madrix Colossal and how he works, but I think you could have fit that on a single base figure. I um, pulled Madrix recently. We did a this is a side tangent. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we did a homebrew sealed, bought the rest of the pre-release stuff from our venue that didn't sell, and we just played it at a buddy's house, and I pulled the Super Rare Madrix, and we decided to do 400 points sealed, and I played him at 200 points. And he was probably the most useless 200 points of my entire team. It, it's, it's really <laughs> hard. It's really hard to do damage with that Madrix and to get him to pop off the way you want him to. Especially uh, when he has no indom, his sidestep, uh, no charge. He's very he's very slow. Like, it's, there's, it was yeah. tough. It's, there's enough multi-target and or had energy explosion. Stuff like that. Yeah, it's, it's a huge bummer. He's totally safe from range. Don't get me wrong. He's not getting picked off very easy, but... When Nimrod keeps picking poison, it kind of kind of <laughs> ruins my dupes. Anyways, uh, superfan Christian Bogan said, for me, it's Gambit. I feel like they could have at least given him a giant reach because of his bow staff. He also should have had some sort of close combat expert power, too, as well as sidestep. Yeah. Yeah, this Gambit did feel a little underpowered. Uh, I can agree he, with that. Yeah, he got dialed back a little bit. I like the energy explosion with potentially three damage. Oh, that's but cool. uh, we've got a 30-point red union jack that can do that and he doesn't need to roll doubles so, so... that's my least favorite <laughs> that's my least favorite mechanic in this game is things happening if you roll doubles unless it is 
any doubles besides two and two and one and one are critical hits. I would. That's the only time I like rolling doubles as a double power with the Batman, Biff, Bam, Pow. Any other time where it's like, if you roll doubles, give him an action token. It's like, like really, it's such a weird thing to count on. It just, it feels like it's not even helpful half the time. Like rolling doubles is such a, such a what if like ability to give someone. For sure. Abel Alvarado Jr. says, was really hoping for Apocalypse, but we are also missing the Star Jammers and the rest of Alpha Flight. For sure. For sure. Bryce Bangerter said, I thought this would be the perfect set to get Apocalypse X-Factor. And, yeah, that's right. The Star Jammers, all from the animated series. I do wish we got the Star Jammers. I don't know when the last time we got Corsair was, but Scott needs his daddy. Um, Jeff Poyer says, the core X-Men are okay, but just okay. The only one that I'd call better than their Regenesis version is Storm, and that's not saying much. I can't foresee a circumstance where I'd choose the X-Men animated series version of any of them over their Regenesis counterpart, except for, Storm, except for Storm, because Regenesis Storm is terrible. Yeah, I can, I can agree with that. Last one on Twitter is Alexander Tavaro. I hope I said that right. He said Silver Samurai. I, I like a good Silver Samurai. I, I was bummed he's not here. Yeah, that is a... I mean, Wolverine and the X-Men, I think, was the last time we got one. And, um, yeah, just... I love getting all of Wolverine's... Uh, I'm a bit of a Wolverine fan, so I like getting all of his rogues gallery. Jesse Cody says, Cote says, uh, Bishop... He was a gigantic part of the show. They did a fairly good job overall, but no bishop is crazy. Special mention, mention to Master Mold, who should have also been in this set. I would have loved a colossal Master Mold. Then we go to Vigilante James Peters. Says, the Shi'ar and X-Factor got totally passed over. I have no idea why they missed Shi'ar, considering this was supposed to represent the Dark Phoenix saga. I agree. Um... When they go up into space, there's the Star Jammers, there's the Shi'ar. Um, Juggernaut even gets into a fight with uh, Gladiator. So, I mean, we got we got Juggernaut, but we didn't get the Gladiator that could throw him like five miles away. <laughs> Would have been nice, only for really characters cool. named Juggernaut. Uh, Citizen Place Anthony Brown on the other says, side of the map. Just <laughs> <laughs> no blocking for you. Uh, Citizen Anthony Brown says. Well, aside from the obvious, like Apop Apocalypse and Nightcrawler, I would have liked to see Lady Deathstrike and the Reavers as well as less-known characters like the Spirit Drinker from the same episode, the large energy monster with the tentacles that absorbed Jubilee, Deathstrike, the Reavers, and the Morlocks. I also agree with the Blob should have been a 2x2 two -two base, even if his dial is pretty good. I like that Blob, but... Uh, they should have given him toughness on that click because you can poison something, right through his man, dial. Something. That's all I that's all I wanted was toughness. All you had to do is give him toughness. Oh my gosh. Yep. We've got John Waters says, Couldn't we have just gotten the main characters as chases? And like others said, Nightcrawler. Mark Richards says, Hellfire as chases seems off. Mutates, Kazar, Garok. Zaladane, Starjammer, Shi'ar, Morlocks, Bishops, or just Bishop, um, Master Mold, Apocalypse, Nasty Boys. Come on, this was their set. I'm not counting the Pogs. And the list goes on. 
It is a good set, but the animated series and Dark Phoenix Saga both feel like sub-themes. I, I don't know if they feel like sub-themes, but it mm. definitely feels like they were backburnered a little bit, especially without Apocalypse. I'm not sure what is going on, why we haven't gotten Apocalypse in so long, and why we don't have horseman keywords on people that are clearly horsemen. Um, citizen Peter Marshfield says, Wolverine definitely made was definitely made wrong. He never actually used blades except on the occasional sentinel. I distinctly recall him going up to a tree and cutting off a limb and fighting with that instead. So, yeah, um, it's a kid's show, so you can't show Wolverine just eviscerating people. But I did always think it was hilarious that Wolverine's always, like, the first into the fight. He's kind of like the, the heavy tanker that just, you know... Magneto would take out his frustration on Wolverine and then the, the rest of them could do something while Wolverine was recovering and they didn't have to worry about him or didn't want to worry about him. Uh, but it is funny because he'd always pop his claws and do the little like shing and, you know, you'd see like the little glimmer thing and then he'd proceed to not, you know, really use yeah. his claws almost ever. Uh, Carlos Pacheco says, Apocalypse, it was a perfect set for him. Really was. Um, was, Corey Franklin says, Omega Red, title Wolverine laying on a bed, caressing picture frame. I think that Wolverine has uh, some potential for anyone that wants to make a, uh, anyone that wins at Worlds or Team Worlds and wants to make a figure. So much potential for just putting your own picture in that picture frame. Oh, yeah, for sure. What was the actual picture? Do you know? Because I honestly I'm pretty sure remember. It was, I'm pretty sure it was Gene. Gene. I think it was uh, in the storyline when, like, Gene was going to marry Cyclops and he was, like, laying in bed. He's like, Gene! Could have been Morph. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he did the... <laughs> no, I, I it thought it was, like, maybe, like, the Alpha Flight or something. Like, you know, the oh, no. or something. Uh, All right. <laughs> sadly, no. Uh, Brandon Roberts says, I don't know how they decided on sticking Deadpool in this set based on a vision but didn't give us Maverick. I think Maverick was also, well, it was like a episode where they did flashbacks and then they also went to modern day where like Wolverine was, Wolverine was like flashing back to like some missions that he had with him. And then it was something about he had to save Maverick's daughter or something. I Danny, remember. Oh man. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. It sounds familiar, but Oh man. Yeah. 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 That was Danny weird. Beecham. Says Savage Land, give me dinosaurs and people riding dinosaurs and mutates and Garok. Sauron is so lonely. Yeah. Garok was like the rock monster guy. That's all I remember about I'm him. I'm not going to pretend I know who he is. Uh, <laughs> David G. Gaffney says, having a new Omega Red or Nightcrawler would have been nice. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Matty G. says, can you, can you guess what Matty G. says? Uh, is it going to be Nightcrawler related, maybe? It is Nightcrawler. Yeah! And Tim Seer, last but absolutely not least, says, Were the Starjammers on the show? The Starjammers absolutely were on the show. Uh, they run into them, I think, before they run into the Shi'ar, because they're like, ah, oh, these are some sort of intergalactic pirates. And uh, then Cyclops is like, Dad? And Corsair's like, Son? And then they shoot at each other for a while. So uh, 
that's how I remember that they were in the show. That's awesome. That is awesome. Thank you guys so much for answering the Community Tuesdays question, which we put up every Tuesday-ish most of the time. Uh, because I skipped it earlier, I'm going to go ahead and do September's Patreon ranking up ceremony. We have two Patreon Patreon patrons ranking up this week. I want to remember, I made a little video. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how computers work. And so I went ahead and published that on YouTube, basically saying that the Phoenix Force Magneto and a Robbie Reed at the H Dollar are going to be the number one giveaway prize for the month of September. So you still have time to go ahead and join the Patreon, donate whatever you want to be entered into the giveaway Second place is going to be the Zero and Influence Rings. Get yourself some of that Mandarin Bling in second place. And then third place is going to be Morph, the not super rare prime Morph. So go ahead, join up on the Patreon giveaway. And people ranking up from Citizen to Vigilante is Jeff Polier. So congratulations, Jeff. And Citizen to Vigilante again is going to be Taylor Ward. Congratulations, guys, on your heroic ranking up. Really appreciate that. And we get to go ahead and move on into Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. I love how many times that played. That was that was my favorite part about that one right there. <laughs> Soundboard is on on point right now. I can't say anything. I'm not doing anything. This is the one-year anniversary of Jedi Legends Hero Clicks Tip of the Week. Good, jo good jolly good show. Good job. Bloody, bloody good sh shot there, governor. If you can't, if you don't remember, Jedi Legend is terribly British. Oh, is that terribly. British that you were doing? That, that, something like that. Do you like brisket? Do you like brisket? Uh, no, I don't actually care much for British politics. You ever hear that one before? Anyway, anyway that, uh, he says, here clicks tip of the week. Uh, my control, I'm going to stop. My control isn't as vanilla as it looks. I'm still not 100% sold on this tip of the week. We're not, we'll have a little discussion about it. I'm, I'll, I'll just read it. I'll read it. Uh, my control isn't as vanilla as it looks. It can still be use passive powers like plasticity, leap climb, super strength, phasing teleport, steel energy, battle fury, prop control and more like the knockback portion of force blast can you use prop control when you're when you're mind controlling someone can you use their prop control so you can't use free actions but i don't believe that prob is a action at all it is just something that occurs is it not so a free i action? okay i i don't think it's a free action i think it's just like when an attack is made uh, if they're like within range and line of fire you can make them re-roll or you know same with breakaways so I believe so. I think he's correct on that one. Okay, right on. I know the rest of these are right because they're all passive abilities that just you don't have a choice. Like Battle Fury, Steel Energy, Phasing Teleport, you know, Super Strength, stuff like that. Like that totally, totally makes sense. Like I, I knew all that for sure. I was just a little iffy on that. But no, it is really cool. It's something to keep in mind that you're not super just stat, statting it up, you know, move action, attack action. You actually do get to use most of their passive abilities, which is pretty great. So Yeah, yeah no, you'd absolutely. need to... You'd need a special type of mind control to get past Battle Fury, though. Um, there's a few people that That's can true. say they yeah, say like Battle Fury, right? There's a few mind controllers that say uh, can like target even if the target has my like Battle Fury, and so that's the one exception. But otherwise, I think you're good to go on mind control. Right on! Thank you so much, Jedi Legend, for the tip. As always, keeping us in check. Letting us know a few more things that we we may not. You want to go ahead and give us uh, 
I was about to say, I was skipping forward. Let's go ahead and do Malcolm Rush's question block. That's in Japan. Japan? No, 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 no. I can't go to Japan. I, I love Jesse saying, that's Japan. That's, that's so great. All right, he's got questions. We're going to talk about tiny size, ladies and gentlemen. Please include all hero clicks that gain the tiny symbol through maybe a special power or trait besides just printed on their base. He gives us number one best, worst, and favorite tiny size HeroClix character. Simeon, you want to take us away? <clears throat> I will. Uh, for best, I had to put Despotelis. Uh, ooh, do I hate Despotelis. Um, I believe Despotelis is what is known as a fun foul, but as far as tiny size characters go, I, I don't think that. Uh, you can get much better than a little poison pog that can follow you around forever. Um, worst is the wasp. She's just always bad. Uh, any wasp. Um, wow. Always terrible. Uh, yep. I'd, there's not a single one out there. <laughs> That's a joke. Uh, there's probably at least a, one good wasp I'm overlooking. Uh, my personal favorite is Mr. Mixapultic. Uh or however you pronounce it. I love uh, the dice control. I love his his size-changing power and his pulse wave that gives you action tokens instead of damage. Right on. I, I We had a double up on the best. I think it's just how gross uh, Despotelis is. He's just, he's good. He just, he is. And I hate playing against him. My worst, I went with Streaky. Uh not a fan of a three-click dial for 50 points. I don't care how much hypersonic speed you got. Streaky, you're just... It could be like a waste of points. And, um, of course, my favorite is the Howard the Duck. I absolutely love this Howard the Duck. I think he's really fun. I think he's really cool. I don't know if he entirely tops the old one, um, for sure, but I really enjoy um, getting to... Uh, do the wah! And, you know, just all sorts of fun. <laughs> Howard's just awesome. He's so fun to be, and he's got some great. Either we do this the right way or the wrong way or my way. I love that trait. I think it's a ton of fun. Next up is about sculpts. Best, worst, and favorite sculptures for tiny size characters. So speaking of uh, what you thought worst, uh, I think Streaky is the best tiny size sculpt. It's mm -hmm. a cat with a super cape, and that is the best. I don't. I don't think there's going to be a cat that gets uh, that tops it. Um, maybe the Red Lantern one. Wow, I was uh, about I to say like we're specifically talking about tiny cats and hero clicks, and you're saying there's no cat that tops it. Wow, watch your heathen mouth. I I don't even remember what the what is the cat from the Red Lantern core. Dexstar. Dexstar. He he had a great one-off comic, um, but Streaky has a cape, so. Streaky wins. Uh, worst, I said uh, the Civil War Red Wing, and again, to this, uh, the actual worst sculpt goes to Despotelis because he has no sculpt. Um, I think there's an Atomica that is also just a base. It's just a dial. What kind of sculpt is that? Also incredibly, uh, and then my small Atomica. My favorite is a tie between. The uh, Tribbles from Star Trek. It's just a pile of Tribbles. And the Superman action figure. Right on. Uh, I'm going to go with the best uh, tiny sculpt. I, I like it. And I want I want to say it's the best. I could be wrong. It's it's very difficult to say. It's, of course, whatever. But I'm going to go with Headpool. Because he's the head and he's just flying. So he's, he's on his little base that you put his word balloon in. Then he has a little flight effect 
And then he's got his little, little stupid propeller hat that he's flying around with. I, I think that's such a great sculpt. I think it's really cool. I think it's really unique as far as tiny characters go. The worst tiny character sculpt is uh, Avengers AI Wasp because she's a totally full-size sculpt with a tiny size printed uh, thing. I really uh, heavily dislike that. I prefer the, it's so microscopic, you can't see it, you know, excuse for a sculpt and stuff, as opposed to Wasp being a fully-sized human with a tiny size damage symbol and not just getting it some other way through a different power. There's also an Ant-Man that does that, but whatever. Um, Wasp That's the super we, rare, right? We just Yeah, the super rare. So we can just hate on Wasp more. Uh, my personal favorite is the Pim Pocket Tank. Uh, tiny little tank. Sure is cute. It's definitely not uh, pocket-sized, technically, as far as hero clicks go. It's still humongous, you know? It's more like a uh, one of those toy cards you can see at Walmart that, like, is for, like, five-year-olds, you know? It's about, it's about that like size. Micro-machines. Yeah, it's a micro-machine. Uh, number three, best, worst, and favorite sculptures of regular-sized characters with a tiny-sized character. Best I had to give to Toy Man. Um, he's like the guy at his desk. You can add two toys to his base for free, I believe, and then you can add more toys to like your your force at regular cost. Um, but oh man, as as a grown man who plays with toys, there's nothing better than being a grown man that plays with toys playing a grown man that plays with toys. Uh, it's just <laughs> levels upon levels. Uh, the worst, I, I put a spider bot because I love, I love that Deadpool sculpt of Superior Spider-Man. It's got the ghost Peter Parker standing behind the awk Peter Parker. I like that sculpt. The spider bot itself is so plain looking. It's just like a little block, like a little like dot that, and it's a robot spider. I mean, um, it's still a cool sculpt, just probably the worst that comes with a regular size character. And then my favorite goes to the Zatanna bombshell with her little Constantine bunny, because isn't that cool? Ain't that just the cutest little thing? My best, I gave it to Mr. Terrific and his T-Spheres. Those become tiny size characters when they're popped off, so those are a tiny size uh, character, quote-unquote, with a standard size character. So he's juggling his T-Spheres in one hand. I think that looks really cool. Worst, I'm giving it to Krang, which is the standard size robot with a tiny size Krang on the inside. Krang sculpts always look super duper incredibly boring, and I hate them. Uh, so that's why. Ruler of Dimension yeah, X. It's, it's the way it is, sir. Uh, Kang is stupid. I said it here first. Fight me whoa, about it. Whoa. Kang's okay. He's all right. Ah, sure, he's all right. Whatever. He's the ruler Kang. of Dimension X. Dimension yeah. X. Krang. I guess I said Kang. Krang. Anyways. Uh, and then my, my all-time favorite, I just got him last weekend, was the Adam. Uh, not the Adam and Hawkman, that's super lame. The Adam and George Washington uh, animatronic super strength robot George Washington I think is awesome. I think it's really cute. Tiny little tiny little Adam on the shoulder of giants, which I really appreciate. I think just think that's, I think that's really cool. Number four, any hints on the right and wrong way to use tiny characters in Heroclix? The right way is to use... Any standard-sized character and use the new Avengers Black Panther Illuminati Ant-Man to make them tiny. So you can have Tiny Hulk. You can have, uh, depending on which juggernaut, you can have Tiny Juggernaut. You can have Tiny Cyclops. You can have Tiny Superman. Um, or you can just equip them with Frog Volnir and keep them tiny indefinitely. Uh, another tip is 
remember the plus one from range to their defense. That's always that saved me in more than one game. And then the ability to carry tinies with a standard figure is great for mobilizing your force. Hmm. Right on. Uh, so this is a kind of what not to do. This guy was trying to body block his figures, and then he used that Ant-Man to make the character in front of him tiny so he'd get a plus one attack from range, which, in case you didn't know, entirely defeats the purpose of body blocking Putting that character in front of your person, if you're just going to make them tiny, letting me shoot past them and your Ant-Man to your Enchantress. <laughs> not not the best way to use them. I know what you're doing. Plus one from range. Going to help him body block. But you also made him small. And that was not, this is not the right way to do it. So don't, don't, don't use him like that. Other than that, yeah, make people tiny. Go ahead. Do it all. Give them frog, 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 frog. The hammer, the tiny one, small hammer. Gives them plus one from range. If they're in water, they get another plus one, and they get also another plus one. They get, like, plus three defense if they're in water since they're tiny from range and stuff like that. It's awesome. It's super duper dope. Number five, which non-clicks comic characters do you want WizKids to make into a tiny size HeroClix character? So, I went with the Magic School Bus. I want... There's been, like, several episodes where they explored the body. I want a Magic School Bus that can get tiny size. Um, I want tiny Aquaman from the brave and the bold. When him and the Adam shrunk down, they did the same thing where they went into like fight some virus and Batman or something. I don't know. They did something when Aquaman got tiny. I want a tiny Aquaman. And then uh, I don't think we've gotten, if we've gotten a few, I don't think we've gotten a whole lot of the micro knots, which is a comic that I think Marvel owns. So get on it. What in the world's a micro-knot? Anyway, a uh, combo character I really want made that is tiny size is someone who I felt wasn't totally missing from Earth-X, but if we ever got a Paradise-X set, this would be very, very important. That would be a uh, little, little Captain Marvel. There's a little, little itty-bitty kitty, little kid Captain Marvel that goes around with Captain America collecting all these important uh, items uh, across the Marvel Universe. You know, stuff like the Cosmic Cube, uh... All sorts of jazz. They they end up going to the Savage Land and they get like all the bits from that Space Knight. Rom, yeah. It's, they go around collecting really cool items, and that's kind of what the first Earth X Captain America ever made was kind of based on. And I really want this little little Captain Marvel. He's kind of got a little uh, little cape. He's real cute, little bitty guy. I think he's quite fun. Uh, number six, try to make a tiny size Hero Clicks team. Note you can use Hero Clicks that can turn into tiny size too. All right, so I threw together a 400-point non-theme team with Dexstar, Despotellus, Mr. Mix, Crypto, Streaky, Ace the Bat-Hound, and Rocket Raccoon. Now, if you want to, you can absolutely take off uh, Despotellus and Mr. Mix. You can take those two off and drop Tippy-Toe, and you've got a animal theme team there's a lot of small animals out there and really there i mean you've got you've got everything you need um you've got crypto who's you know he's got charge and plasticity and shape change you've got streaky with that amazing hypersonic 10 attack precision strike for range you've got rocket raccoon this is the guardians of the galaxy one who's holding this huge gun 
He's got running shot, energy explosion, um, ace the bat hound. Uh, I don't really remember what he does, but he's got a cape. So why wouldn't you want that on your team? Ooh, I like that ace the bat hound. I actually always really dug that figure. Thought he was really cool. Yeah, he's got Batman ally, so he's always in stealth. Um, not always in stealth, of course, but uh, even if he's not in stealth, you know, he's got that tiny size, so 18 defense from range. Right on. Uh, my team is the 75-point Shifting Focus Rare number 33 Deadpool. He is the one who rides the rhino like a virus, who gets tiny on his second click through his sixth click. He's got that good chunk where he can also, when he's carried, he can go ahead and make an attack. And then... Uh, that's 75-point Deadpool with 45 triples, and that is a 300-point team. There you go. You're welcome. That, that must that be is, really cheap to get. That is a million dollars in triples. What a, what a cop-out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do really like that Deadpool, though. Um, I think he's fun. That was the first shifting focus one I pulled from that set. I think he's a rare. But, uh, yeah, that sculpt's really fun, and his powers, uh, it's It's unique. It didn't help me win any games, but it is unique. He is. He is kind of special in his own little way. And the very last one is number seven. We've already got the Pim Pocket Tank. What other vehicles do you want WizKids to make into tiny size and why? So I already said the Magic School Bus, so I'm going to double down. Give me a Miss Frizzle, an Arnold. Uh, I don't know who the other kids were. But, uh, yeah, just a Magic School Bus with, like, transporter of eight but only to carry tiny size how cool would oh, that be, that would be really i don't cool. know uh the little seahorse thing that aquaman rides on um in the brave and the bold it's it's something it's like a white blood cell or something but he names it and he rides it like it's a seahorse because uh, you know that's you know <laughs> and then uh if you follow wolverine uh, I think it's, man, it's probably like five or six years ago when they first started the storyline that led up to him losing his healing factor and eventually, like, put, like, short-term dying. Um, but the beginning of that was a ship from the Microverse that flew around the mall and was shooting people in the mall, and Wolverine tracked it down to stop it, and it shot him, and that's what got rid of his... Oh. healing factor so that little uh the little ship that can take away healing factors okay that's neat well Marine was probably he was, he was sniffing it down right because he's he's got a sniffer sniffing yeah he was his, like you don't thing. smell right he's like why are you he's like i'm pretty sure there's a conversation where he's like what's going on with this flying gun and they're like actually we are not a flying gun we are a spaceship from the microverse <laughs> And he was like, uh, okay, I'm Wolverine. Sounds I'm going like to cut Bubba. you with my blades. <laughs> yep, that's, that's, how it that's what he does. Right. Uh, my tiny sized vehicle of choice, whether or not you want to say it's a vehicle or not, is going to be uh, Thomas the Tank Engine uh, from oh my gosh. I think that would just be a really cool, um, a really neat vehicle, really, with the how it just expanded and blew up, like, the side of the house. I... I always, always thought that was hilarious uh, using the Thomas tank engine. It's a hilarious scene when Yellow Jacket gets run over by the little train, and you just see it kind of fall off the tracks. You know, it's it's super, it's it's super funny. It's it's terrifying, cute. Can you imagine looking at the face of death, and it's Thomas the tank engine? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, only in my dreams slash nightmares. Nightmares. Yeah, absolutely. So those are Malcolm Rush's questions. Thank you so much for sending us questions. We love answering these bad boys. They're always pretty cool, and they're always pretty creative, and I always really enjoy that. That looks like the show, ladies and gentlemen. Simeon, any last words? Jesus, that sounds dark. Any, anything else you want to say before we go ahead and head off? Rest in peace. No. Um, yeah, just uh, everyone out there listening, uh, take care of yourself this week, and uh, remember to you know have a little empathy you know that that guy at your local shop that is a little rough around the edges you know maybe he's having a hard time down on the farm lately and uh there's some 14 year olds challenging his uh junior rodeo championship so just keep that in mind yep something like something like that uh my my final words for everybody this week Go ahead and play. If you're playing a Golden Age game this week, play a keyword that has so few members you have to use stuff like Prez Ricard, Silver Sable, Thug, Suited Henchman, uh, all that stuff that gets extra keywords. Play play a keyword so underdeveloped that the only way to make a theme team is to have to go outside of the actual theme. It's crazy fun. That's what I did last week, and I might have to talk about that uh, more on one show. But that's 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 my challenge for someone this week is play play a keyword that is literally just five or like three or four people where you're like this doesn't even make 300 points and then try to fill the rest out with something fun uh as a reminder dial h for hero clicks you can find us on podbean you can find us on youtube and you can find us on itunes you can find us on twitter at dial h4 that's a number four hero clicks and you can find us on facebook at facebook slash dial h for hero clicks go ahead and give us an email at dial h for hero clicks at gmail.com and of course go ahead and jump on our patreon simeon you want to go ahead and read us out of here with that, Dial H for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Happy trails. <laughs>